0: to Houndstooth Heroes, the Less Cowbell Edition. My name is Greg Dawkins. I'm joined as always by my friend and co-host, Mr. Ellis Metz. If you are new to the program, you can find us on the website at houndstoothheroes.com, on Facebook, or on Twitter, at H-Tooth Heroes.
1: That is correct. Greetings to you, Gregory, down in Guatemala, and a special shout out uh, to our friends down in Orange Beach, Alabama, and particularly one Bill Howard. He the king of Wild Bill's wing sauce. As always, we would not be here without them. You can find their great products at wildbillsauce.com and everywhere Mammawise products are sold. Exactly. I got a text the other day
0: from Bill informing us that we're here. he is now in, I believe, I think it's a Northport version, but he is in uh, Winn-Dixie in Tuscaloosa uh, and just added, I think, 13 new publics. Uh, to the Wild Bill's wild wing sauce collection, so you can find him all over the store, all over the state in stores. And in addition to Wild Bill wing sauce, we again thank you to Druid City Brewing Company for keeping us in the tastiest suds and on the air. Uh, as we mentioned, they have new tra- El Tractor Cetera and uh, the Pale Ale, the uh, Lamplighter IPA. Just beers, a go-go, uh, and you can't go wrong with any of them. And as always, if you're going to the game of Tuscaloosa, park at the brewery. Tell the Boy Scouts you're going to Druid City. You can park for free, and it's a short walk to the stadium, and it's the best deal in town. Speaking of cold libations, though, Mr. Metz, what are you
1: drinking? Gosh, i got to say I have to drink to uh, to compensate for the guilt I feel for all that money we're cheating those poor Boy Scouts out of every week. Uh, actually, we're not cheating them. One dollar from every pint that Druid City Brewing sells goes directly to the Boy Scouts parking uh, situation. Gosh, man, they are just the best at Druid City. That's amazing. I know, right? Uh, (laughs) I did not know. So my libation tonight, uh, we are, of course, playing a team from a trashy town in Mississippi. So I'm drinking a beer from a trashy town in Mississippi. I have the Southern Prohibition Devil's Harvest. It's an extra-American pale ale. Uh, Actually, Decently tasty and and packs a wallop, too. How about yourself? I, now that I am uh, officially a Guatemalan,
0: uh, we are just drowning in rum down here, so I have chosen to drown my sorrows as well in rum. So I'm on a delicious rum and a little bit of uh, club soda to mix with it. Uh, So that's what's going on there. But let's all move on to the – nobody cares what we're drinking. Let's talk about uh, the matters at hand. First up, you're tied. Escape Baton Rouge again. With a win prevailing ten to nothing in a defensive
1: showdown, they did. And I will start our storylines of the game uh, with the defense because Man. if you have seen this for the second time in history, uh, the Alabama defense was awarded the Walter Camp Player of the Week. Little confusing there, right? Player right, not of the just week, one player for the, the, the whole week. team. Of the week, the week. Oh, nice. The the last time that happened was Virginia Tech, 2005. Uh, I guess that was a uh, Bud Black. That's the guy I'm thinking of? Bud. Bud's his first name. Can't remember his second name. I think that works. Anyway, uh, the defense, your Crimson Tide defense, held LSU to 125 yards of total offense. And the best player in the country, according to uh, Dakota, Leonard Fournette, Ended the day with thirty-five measly yards. Okay, now okay. Speaking of Dacocho, by the way, Bud Foster is the name I was looking for. Bud Foster. Uh, okay, thank did you, did you Bud see? Like, totally different guy.
0: Right? Did you see Dacocho shaking hands with Saban? Like the look on his face. I, I don't know. It's like he's
1: always about to erupt. If it wasn't a normal face, but then you have to consider that I mean, he is as Cajun as anyone I know and therefore is not really a normal dude right you know you have the you know, there's the face of
0: the man who looks constantly constipated that's the guy <laughs>
1: yes but he, that's what that he, face he was. looks
0: like he looks like he's the constantly constipated guy but in the in the course of trying to become unconstipated if you know where I'm going with that that is the look he had on his face when he was shaking
1: Saban's hand Yeah, I think that's exactly right. Uh, A question we received from one of our just many, many countless heroes. Uh, I'm I'm kidding. Oh, yeah. But Ed Condrarian asked us this week, did stopping the Alabama defense and special teams streak of scoring a touchdown at what, I think we ended at 11 weeks, how much does that help DeCocho uh, move closer to that LSU head coaching spot? Man, I don't. I don't know that DeCocho can get that job. I no, just. I think that's sarcasm.
0: I, yeah, I know, and poor Adam. But um, uh, DeCocho, Let's go ahead and talk about that though. While, while we have got a, about a minute, if, uh, supposedly he wins out, does DeCocho get the LSU job?
1: I don't think so. I hate it for him, but I I, I just think he. Yeah. Was he was given one uh, sort of high-stakes gig as a head coach at Ole Miss. And uh, fun fact, he's actually won more games now as the interim, won more SEC games as the interim coach at LSU than he did in his entire two years at Ole Miss. Uh, he seems to be a great coordinator, uh, a fairly impressive recruiter, but I just don't see LSU willing to push in their chips on DeCocho.
0: Right. Uh, all right. Well, anyway, I, I tend to agree with you. Next up was Mika Fitzpatrick. Not only did he step into the Eddie Jackson leadership role without a glitch, he also grabbed the interception. There was a much big ballyhooed whether that ball hit the ground or not. I don't believe it did. Uh, but, like you said, the streak of defensive touchdowns was broken, but you cannot complain about the Falconer's
1: performance. No, boy, hey. the Falconer stepped up. Uh, it seemed I thought that he took on a larger or at least more noticeable um sort of more public leadership role. And I, I was I, I never felt like the defense was out of sorts, which I think is what we were worried about uh, with the loss of our boy, Eddie Jackson, number four. Right. Uh, uh, however, the special teams did seem to
0: suffer in his absence. Um Xavier Marks made some questionable punt recalls, pump
1: returning calls all night, uh area of concern. I I says yes. Uh, there, were, there were times he let the ball bounce when he needed to field it. He didn't call a fair catch when he needed to. He uh, caught the ball inside the 10 at least once. Uh, we can get away with that now, but frankly that was the stuff he did when he was punt returner at the beginning of the year, and I was hoping uh, while he's been sort of number two to Eddie, he had maybe gotten a little smarter. The talent is there. I'm not concerned about that. Uh, But I did not see a lot of smart decisions made on young Mr. Marks' part this week.
0: Agree, agree, agree. And speaking of regression, let's go ahead and talk about the quarterback, Jalen Hurts. Now, we would not have, let's face it, we would not probably have won the game without his legs. But he, so it was, you know, uh, it was bittersweet because he was also in some areas a complete disaster. That first interception on the second play of the game there was nobody in the vicinity for him to be throwing that ball to, uh, so I mean, it's just it was just random. It's not like it flew out of his hand; and it sailed. It was an intentional pass to nobody except the defender. So I'm not entirely sure what that was about, and it didn't get a whole lot better in the passing game. He didn't seem to be; he wasn't accurate. He didn't. I mean, it just it just wasn't there. But at the same time, you know, his legs brought us the win. So you know, I will give you this question. Would Blake Barnett be getting playing time if he were still around?
1: I know you love you some BB. Oh, you know I do. And I think it's fairly safe to say that he is a significantly better passer than Jalen is. But I just think, and I think this is probably what the coaches saw from spring practice through summer and fall, that that led to Jalen getting the majority of reps. I just think the legs are such a weapon that it's worth whatever, not whatever mistakes, but at least the amount of mistakes he's making with his arm now. I think his legs totally make up for it. Uh, And then, of course, we came out in the second half and connected on one deep ball. I mean, the one deep ball we've probably seen in months um, to Stardarius, correct? I want to say yes, but not positive. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was Stardarius. I mean, it wasn't. You know, it wasn't a thing of beauty. It wasn't Lane Kiffin with his arms up on the sideline. But it was right, enough just... to make their defense second guess what they did for the rest of the half, which is all we need. I think if we could get one, and and God help us, maybe two of those a game, uh, Jalen can sort of have his way with an opposing defense. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, I will get to. Uh, from all
0: accounts, Hurts uh, had a better week this week in practice. And so maybe that'll pay off. We'll get to why that may pay off later on. we we'll take a look at the movie. But one other little storyline coming right out of the game, it's not a new storyline, but uh, coach they've been bringing in uh, former
1: players uh, to play roles during practice during the week. What you got? Yeah. One of the sort of like off-brand blogs, maybe Saturday down South or something weird. Uh, ran a story where all the other SEC – or not all the other, but multiple SEC coaches had been interviewed about this practice Saban has started. uh, When we were going into the Texas A&M weekend, he brought in former Alabama quarterback Blake Sims, who has not found his home on an NFL roster at this point, uh, and, and let Blake sort of simulate Trevor Knight throughout the week and get our defense used to that. And then it came out that this most recent week, uh, as we prepared for LSU, he brought in one JPW, the man with oh yeah yeah three well, first name I mean, names. It's fair,
0: like as we you know, it, he would be an excellent simulator for the LSU quarterback. I mean, he's white, he has all that hair, and he's really kind of bad at his job.
1: That's yeah, pretty much summed it up. Not exactly mobile, but but has been known to lumber around. A right. little bit, uh, and then in addition, brought in one, and this one really fascinates me, Trent Richardson, uh, he who has oh. definitely not found a home in the NFL nope. uh, at this point in time to simulate Fournette. You buying that? <sighs> it's a totally different body type, so no, I'm not. I mean,
0: I'm buying that you needed somebody, you need somebody with with some power to simulate Fournette, mm-hmm. and we maybe don't have anybody on the roster that can do that. But is but is Trent Richardson the same kind of back at fournette absolutely not, but nevertheless, if you could stop Trent Richardson, you could stop fournette, and I think that I think that played out pretty well,
1: yeah, that's kind of I agree with that, and I've just gotta say as like a you know we consider ourselves experts here, and really, Expert. you know we love to dive into the x's and O's, but uh-huh. it, this defense, what is so fun to me to watch is just that there's and I was being sarcastic on that I'm not about to give you x's <laughs> and O's um. There's just nobody on this defense who's afraid of contact. I think uh, if you watch Ole Miss try to stop Fournette, and I've seen the Auburn defense and a few man. others, there are players there, in particular the defensive backs, who don't want to go in and lay the wood. And that has never been the case with Marlon Humphreys and Minka and everybody else we've got back there.
0: Uh, speaking of yeah, Marlon,
1: for all of his faults, he will lay a hit. That is the truth
0: that Um, yeah i
1: I thought that was interesting and uh, uh to their credit kevin sumlin and even will muschamp and a few other coaches have all said you know this is just the a public facing example of what we as coaches see uh that makes nick saban so great you know he's creative he's thinking outside the box he brings in whatever he needs as far as resources maybe somebody else that he brought in had this idea but he'll go out there and get it and uh in contrast, when Coach Gus down on the plains uh, told this article something along the lines of, "You know, we like to practice with th- these players we have on the field. That's our t- or these players we have on the roster. That's our team, and that's who we're going to put on the field."
0: Oh, you keep doing that, and you keep winning eight games, Val.
1: You go ahead.
0: All right. Well, enough about that. Let's get to what people really came for. We're going to rake this game in an emoji. Oh yeah. What you got, pal?
1: I've gone back and forth on this because there's like a push pin. And, you know, I thought about calling out the LSU team for talking trash. And I genuinely think their comments made a difference in the mindset of our guys through the week. But I'm going to go. I've I've sided with the flexing arm. With the swole bicep. I think this was just a really... Physical game and a chance for both our offense and our defense, in particular those in the trenches, to flex, show what they are made of, and day strong. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I I was looking
0: for something slow and plodding yet destructive, so I was trying to find the bulldozer and there wasn't one. So instead, I'm going with a tractor. Uh well, first of all, because LSU is the ag school. Uh, so you know one, never but forget. I think we have, never forget they are the Ag School of Louisiana. We have added the flagship of the University of Louisiana at La- at Lafayette. Uh, I think next year, so we'll finally get to play the premier program in Louisiana instead of playing the stamp beating up on this damn Ag School all the time. Uh, but so I'm going to go with the tractor in this situation.
1: I like that, and I'll ask this as far as sort of the game. At large, everything that happened Saturday—you enjoy that type of game generally. It, it, that was a little too much. I like a defensive game. I like a defensive
0: game a lot. Uh, I do, but there it, it, it was just too much. I mean, I, I do want the, I do want the possibility of somebody eventually being able to score a touchdown. And granted, we did, but it was on a you know a broken play and a quarterback scramble. So you know, I would have liked to have seen. You know, some sustained drives out of somebody, but generally I do like a defensive struggle. Uh, you know, I, I, I'll, t- I'll take t- nothing over, you know, the, the 45 to 40 any day.
1: Yeah, agreed. I got to say, I don't know if I'm turning into friend of the program, Eric Evans, at roll by Maroll as I age. Uh-huh. I wish that game had just gone on. Twelve hours more, just as it did. I enjoyed <laughs> every second of that hideous slugfest, and and it frankly, was. was a little annoyed that we had to score a touchdown at some point. It, 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 yeah, it, I agree with you. And speaking of hideous, let's go ahead and pivot
0: to game in hand. Next week, we well Saturday at eleven o'clock. We are bre- it's breakfast with the tides. So prepare champagne accordingly. Uh, we take on the Mississippi State Bulldogs. Uh, they lost to Kentucky, they lost to South Alabama. How in the hell did they beat a and m uh and should we be concerned that they have coming off an a and m win but here's the thing uh just a little preface a and m allowed over five hundred yards of offense three hundred and sixty five on the ground, two hundred and nine in the air so no we're not if we lose to move it won't be that won't be like that so with that in mind let's go ahead and take a look at it uh What should we look for
1: when Mississippi State has the ball, Ellis? Well, we can uh, certainly look for You quarterback Nick Fitzgerald, who seemingly accounts for basically all of their offense. Uh, Efficient passer. He has 1,700 yards this season, which as an Alabama fan just sounds... Packy. It might as well be a billion. Right. Uh, 16 touchdowns on the year, 9 interceptions, which... Keep that yeah. in mind as, as you watch uh, over your mimosa Saturday morning. I think that may come into play. Uh, but a, he also is a substantial rusher, rushing threat on the field, and is in fact their team leader in rushing yards. Uh, they have one receiver who I think we dogged last year, and rightly so. He's a Fred. We we also know a Fred, one listener Fred. No relation, apparently, to the Moo You Fred. I had to look into it on Ancestry.com. Uh, their, their Fred <laughs> is a Fred Ross, uh, who has generally found the deep ball pretty well this year, actually. And then, as we mentioned, uh, they had a big week last week against Tamu. And in that game, they're running back Eris Williams. I think I'm saying Eris right, rhymes with Ferris.
0: Eris, I think
1: is yeah. I like, I kind of like Eris actually. Uh, he ran for yeah. 140 uh, uh, through their kind of read option gimmicky type stuff. We're not allowed to say that's gimmicky anymore, are we? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, what a disaster! Uh, but that not seems really, no. to have been an anomaly. Really, yeah. They're they a one pony. Whatever. They've they've got Fitzgerald, and if we stop him, I think we stop their entire offense. Any thoughts? Yeah, exactly.
0: Any takes? Uh not really. That, that's that's it. I mean, slow down Fitzgerald. I mean, they're going to run the read option, and we have America's top ranked rushing defense. And if we stay in our lanes and uh, keep keep true to our assignments, we have shown our ability to stop that. Uh, we finally learned what to do, uh, and, sh- and you know, shutting down the edge. And if we do that, they should their offense should be a problem for us.
1: Yeah, and as as has been well covered in recent years, this type of offense would have terrified me not long ago, but I just don't think this is any, any way to go about beating Alabama anymore. Right. Uh, but let's switch to the other side. Why don't you tell us uh, what to look for when Alabama has the ball? I will tell you what to look for. Alabama
0: has the ball. And frankly, uh, that defense is a hot mess. Statistically, it is even worse than Arkansas's defense. And we ran all over that crap show of a defense. Uh, Frankly, this is something that we need to get back on track offensively, particularly at the quarterback position. Uh, Outside of the scramble we talked about, Hertz was more or less a disaster missing open open receivers, interceptions with nobody in the general vicinity. And as fortune would have it, Yu's pass defense checks in at 104th out of 128 football bowl subdivision schools, allowing 265 yards per game and 12-plus yards per catch. Uh, so, and against the run, they're better. They allow around 125 on the ground. But th- this should be an opportunity for Jalen Hurts to light it up. If he's going to light it up, this is the defense to do it against. So, you know, if he can't do it against this one, he can't do it. Uh, So, but also one little little quick tidbit. Speaking of run defense, Bo Scarborough, who played a pretty big role, bigger than we expected last week, uh, is, I don't know if he's sidelined, but he's dealing with a knee issue. Uh, I don't know that we'd need him in this game in particular. We seem to be okay at running back. But uh, he does seem to be nursing a knee. But, but my point was, I guess, when you said when Alabama has the ball, look for us to be taken through the air and for uh, Lane Kiffin's offense to show out in this game. You got any hot takes on that? Well, just,
1: I got to say, just really weird that Bo Scarborough have some sort of nagging, uh, nebulous injury. Uh, that is peculiar. It is very peculiar. Just, just very odd. But no, I think you're exactly right. Uh, I, I don't have anything to add on to that except sort of a programming note. For our listener here, Fred. Hey, what up, Fred? Um, it's sort of a, a a sad night because we had a big program planned and had been <sighs> up in the DMs with one Stephen quote Stingray Ray, uh, he of moo you repute, but also a Northport resident, and we were going to get to the bottom of what that's even all about. Uh shortly before your boys hopped on this here podcasting machine, got a note from Stingray that his father, had, or I'm sorry, his grandfather has uh, headed to the hospital. We think and hope everything's going to be okay, so we're thinking Absolutely. about Stingray here. Absolutely. Thoughts, thoughts of right for the Stingray, but, man. But obviously he is our arch nemesis, and oh, that's so funny. we were going to give you a, uh up-close-and-personal answer to the question of what did Stingray do this week? And right. stick around. He may he may get back in touch with your boys and if we decide to chat with him later in this week we'll post it because he's been a super nice guy, I gotta say. I wanted to hate him, but I
0: know, I don't, right? I mean, yeah. we like to hate anything we can,
1: but we couldn't find anything to hate. No, no sort of yeah. So anyway, we yeah. had a whole thing lined up. Uh so if this is a short podcast, forgive us. We're gonna get we're gonna get with Stingray right here one day. Uh anyway Let's see, so I think if I'm reading these here notes right, this brings us to the one moment everyone has been waiting for, at least other than the emojis, which is Heroes History! History, 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 history. Yes, in
0: fact, it is time for the Heroes History with the the Alabama-Mississippi State fabled rivalry. It's known as the Battle for Highway 82,
1: or the 90 mile drive That's not a thing it's never
0: been a thing.
1: i i would i would wager everything i own which granted is basically this machine and right. a dog in yeah. a right. era <laughs> that the ip address that created the wikipedia page for this quote-unquote rivalry game could be tracked to one starkville mississippi one Stephen Stingray. <laughs> exactly. Maybe Northport. Good point. Exactly,
0: exactly. All right, some brief facts that will bore you to tears, but here we go. Alabama, Mississippi State is one of the one of the Southeastern Conference's longest running series dating back to eighteen hundred and ninety-six. Mississippi State is Alabama's most played opponent while Alabama is Mississippi State's third most played opponent behind LSU and Ole Miss. Isn't this interesting? Aside from the Alabama-Ole Miss rivalry, it's been one of the league's most lopsided, however, with your tied leading the series, 78 wins to 18 losses and three ties. Despite this, however, the Bulldogs have won
1: eight times in Bryant-Denny, which is tied with LSU for the most of any program. I'm so disappointed in you right now because we, as heroes, must take it on ourselves to not quote the official NCAA records, and I, I want know. everyone, aka Fred, to what? know that on the field the <coughs> Tide leads eighty seventeen and three. Okay, we're gonna uh, we're gonna forego the those bogus forfeited games. <laughs> I needed that out there. Uh, really, I would say like one game of any significance. In this yes. entire series, and again, this has been going on since eighteen ninety six. Uh and it is not one that breaks in the tide's favor. Uh it was a twenty-eight game Alabama unbeaten streak that the tide rode in to yes. Jackson, Mississippi in nineteen eighty. Uh we went up against a formidable Moo Yu team, I can only imagine. And uh right. and and the Cowbells pulled that one out six to three prompting millions of I was there bumper stickers on cars throughout Mississippi, really for decades. Uh, Just a sign of how annoying these people can be more recent heroes history. You may recall in 2014, uh, Mu, you somehow didn't lose to South Alabama and, and Kentucky and, uh, came into Tuscaloosa, I guess right around this time of year as an undefeated <clears throat> Number one ranked team. That's so hard to believe. It was the first year, I be- Yeah, first year of the college football playoffs. Uh, they were s- were they eight and zero, and their whole thing was hashtag We Believe. And oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. And Dak was gonna win the Heisman, and everything was yeah. rosier than it has ever been, ever been in Starkville, and it didn't go so well. Yeah, pause. long. Dak threw himself. Pause. Re- it didn't re- go so well. You're tied one. Yeah. game. the final score was closer. I want to say it was like twenty-five, twenty-one, something along those lines. But Dak, he of uh, cusp of Heisman winning fame, uh, threw three interceptions and pretty much was never heard from again on a national scale. Exactly. Um,
0: all right. Enough of that uh, compelling segment. Uh, next up, the weekend at hand, we've got some picks for you, including the Houndstooth Heroes. Hey of the week. Head of the week. Of the week. The week.
1: Yeah, Did hey. that work, Gregory? I don't know if you're there. Guatemala has spotty internet. I'm going to keep going, and I'm we'll here. see if he rejoins. What just happened? First up on the slate this week. Are you there? We have the and aforementioned and formidable, again, we're talking some tough teams here because they beat Moo Yu, uh, Kentucky Wildcats headed into Knoxville uh, where the Vols are getting 13.5 points. Who do you hate, Gregory? I am hating uh, a Vol.
0: Well, no, I'm going to change my mind. I'm going to hate a cat. I think the I think the Vols need to close out. Kentucky Kentucky impressed me against Georgia, Even they lost. They led for most of the game, so I was I, I went back and forth on this one, but it is in Knoxville, so I'm going to
1: go ahead and hate on a cat. Who do you hate? I'm gonna agree with you. You know, I truly hate a Vol, but I think. There have been a lot of quotes and whatnot coming out of East Tennessee this week that the team's having fun again and they're playing like they weren't ever projected to win the SEC East. So I think maybe they have their heads in the right place. One little fun fact uh, that's floating around is that Alvin Kamara is already planning his NFL draft announcement for the end of the season, which means that they will have this this Butch Jones team, which was certainly guaranteed to be SEC East favorites next year. You know next year was the year they were going to do it. It means they will be bringing back zero returning running backs, which is hilarious.
0: Oh, that is hilarious. I know. All right. uh, The cock heads into the swamp, where the cock is getting 11.5 points. At the Florida Gators. Who are you going to
1: hate in this fixture matchup? Uh, I think this is a really smart line. And, and we never say that. And even when we do, it never matters. Uh, but I, I think this right. is
0: probably... Say what? I go think go this
1: is probably where this game ends up. I'm going to say... Oh man, I'm going to say South Carolina loses by 11. Uh Florida's not in great shape right now. Luke Del Rio, their quarterback, former Alabama quarterback or uh, former Alabama bench warmer, uh, is banged right. up and I think not expected to play. And so it'll be a weird QB matchup. I think Florida's defense, which is starting to look more suspect than we ever realized it could, pulls it out here. Uh, I, I hate Florida, but just by a narrow margin.
0: I'm hating, the, I'm, hate, I'm hating Gators pretty hard, too. I think the cock is surging. Um, I just – I think Will is finally pulling it together, and he's going to get – you know, what well, say what you want, Will Buschamp. He's going to take a roster of rejects, and he's going to get them a uh, levelable. So you've got to say I'm a good bit for that. Uh, I don't know that they win this game, the cock, but I think that
1: they'll keep it within 11 and a half. The cock is surging. True story. Speaking of All right. that, I will go ahead and go to the next game. Yes. Thank you. Uh, in Athens, Georgia, uh, the barn is making that quick road trip. I think it's quick. I don't really know. Uh, where they are 10 point phase. Who you hate, Gregory?
0: Hmm. All right. Uh, I'm going to hate the barn. Uh, I think they still win, uh but I have a quick question for you. Do we want Auburn to win out or not from a psychological standpoint?
1: I don't know about the psychological standpoint. I think we might at this point here's here's the thing if Auburn doesn't tank at the beginning of the season, then they're always dangerous, so I'm not so worried about that, and granted, they lost two of their first three, is that right, but uh against opponents yeah. that they weren't really expected to beat what concerns me is that our strength of schedule has taken some tremendous blows as tennessee's look like trash a&m's look like trash Ole messes look like complete and total trash uh so i think just from that standpoint i'm okay with auburn winning up until they visit tuscaloosa what do you think i totally agree with you i think like i said i think auburn
0: wins this game i just don't think that's a, i think two, 10 is too many i think it's probably a 4 to 7 point game so i am going to hate on the barn yourself
1: i i'm going back and forth on this because of course we watched that auburn auburn tiger <coughs> team show so much heart to pull out one against nationally ranked powerhouse uh the vanderbilt commodores last weekend just right. a, a brutal matchup at home i mean how can you match up against the the type of athletes that Vandy brings to your campus but I think Auburn is probably still rolling pretty well. Uh Sean White was banged up and I think we'll probably play this whole game. He's still trash, but he's at least trash that the entire offense is comfortable working with. I'm going to hate Kirby here as much as I hate to do it and think Auburn covers. All right, fair enough. Uh last game before we get to the
0: main, the main event LSU travels to Arkansas, where LSU is a seven point favorite. I'll go ahead and get started because this is my hate of the week. Of the week. week, I am hating. Uh huh. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I am hating LSU. Uh, The late season hog effect, they seem to surge. LSU is coming off. Uh, What they have to be beaten up. I mean, you know, considering what they went through during this last week against Alabama everybody has the alabama hangover and combine that with the late season hog i think this game
1: is setting up really nicely for arkansas what about yourself well let me just say quickly i got so giddy about tennessee <coughs> winning the sec east next year that i forgot to include that as my hate of the week of the week of the week, oh, the week. on the cats uh, i am agreeing with you on hating the bayou Bengals here Playing Alabama does weird things to teams, and sometimes they come out and win by 50 the next week, and sometimes they come out and and look like a middle school JV squad. I think LSU is probably totally gassed after that physical fight in Death Valley last weekend. Uh, Arkansas, meanwhile, like you pointed out, late season hog effect. Nobody loves November quite like Burt uh mm-hmm. getting getting there deep on the back end, am i right and am I, I right think, indeed i think uh I think his team is in a better place right now and probably covers against de Taiga. all
0: right, fair, okay, here we go your tied twenty eight point favorites against the moo u moves uh in Tuscaloosa on Saturday morning at eleven o'clock.
1: Tell me about it. Who do you hate? Breakfast with the Tide. We don't see this much, so I hope uh, Tide Nation will turn up and enjoy this for all the quaint festivities that it brings. Uh, I've touched on this earlier. I am very concerned about our special teams. As you know, we have still yet to raid an orphanage in Eastern Europe that can provide a (laughs) a sufficient college football kicker. So... I've got concerns there. I think those will continue to plague us this week. And on top of that, I think our punt return game is going to be trouble. Uh, The offense, I'm still not buying. I think we will find a rhythm late here and maybe, just maybe, start to see an identity. I still don't think we've sort of fully proven our identity on the offensive side of the ball. So I'm not predicting it for the whole game I think we find one late. The defense does what it does. I like Vegas's Vegas' optimism here, but I'm not sure I love the tide to cover. I'm gonna say tied twenty-seven to three. Really? All right. Uh I'm hating move hard because we need to cover this game.
0: We need to get the offense back on track. And I think Lane Kevin knows that. I think, and as we mentioned, Moo is a one-trick pony. Shut down the quarterback read option, and he shut down Moo. Uh, so I think Lane is going to take every opportunity he can to get the ball downfield to as many receivers as he can to try to find a rhythm. To, cause we've got this game, and we've got whatever that little crappy team we did as we played before Auburn, to get ready for Auburn. So I think we, we are going, if, if we have to run up the score to keep, you know, to keep the, the the you know to get the offense moving and to get into a rhythm, then we'll do that uh, because I think we need to. And so, with that in mind, I don't like like everyone else. I don't think Lou finds a way to score a touchdown, and I think the end of this game, we're going to look at the scoreboard and see something along the lines
1: of forty football points to six. Mm, that is a hot take. One other pick I'm going to leave up for you right now. Go ahead. Uh, over under infuriating Cam Robinson penalties at one and a half
0: I'll put it at three
1: yeah over you <laughs> man I it's know. so good but that's gotta stop I know ain't it the truth
0: ain't it the damn truth yeah. alright well that'll do it for another edition of Houndstooth Heroes brought to you as always by Wild Bill Wing Sauce and Druid City Brewing Company remember you can check the website on Houndstooth Heroes or find us on Facebook
1: or on Twitter at H2Heroes. Take us home, my brother. Yep, and I will tell you one more time, but probably more than that, if this was just a complete waste of time and you hated this podcast, the way to let us know, get on iTunes, give it five stars, voice your frustration, your vo- vote counts, people. Y'all be good. Roll Tide.
0: Okay.